What's going on today? Hope the day is treating you well. Wanted to let you know the podcast is proudly brought to you by Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation. If you need your home spray foamed, be sure to check out msfi.ca today. Drew and the crew over at Muskoka are waiting for you to help you with your spray foam needs. Be sure to check out msfi.ca today. We're also proudly brought to you by Boone Contracting. They pride themselves on excellent customer service and quality workmanship. They specialize in every aspect of contracting, residential or commercial, from complete custom renovations, decks, fencing and more. Be sure to check out boonecontracting.ca. Are you ready to go offside? Because it's Offside Hockey Talk with your host, James Roberts. So it's not often that I get to sit down and talk to a person that I think almost outworks. Kevin Hart in a rock. I say it every single time. I post it all the time when I see this guy on Twitter doing all the stuff he does. It is none other than Kevin Porter. Kevin, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm fine. Yourself? Uh, you know what? I'm not doing too, too bad. Like I said, sitting working in the work truck, just hanging out on lunch break. I mean, you know, having fun. Why not? Absolutely. Well, you know what? I, I want to start out, you know, the podcast by giving my condolences to everybody out there. Um, I've got a friend in Halifax, and I, I know some people uh, out there. And, and, you know, I didn't want to start off the podcast by, you know, being a Debbie Downer. But, you know, my condolences to everybody uh, and what they're going through out there as if, if the COVID stuff's not enough uh, to have to deal with that, it's just, uh, you know, as a first responder as well, I just, I can't imagine. So I hope everyone's staying strong out there. And, you know, uh, I hate to see the cliche time heals because it doesn't always. But, uh, you know, as time goes on, hopefully things will get a little brighter for some people out there. And uh, we're thinking of you guys out there as well. Well, we appreciate it out in Nova Scotia. I mean, it definitely is a, a difficult time because with covid you can't actually grieve you know properly you can't have the proper respects for everyone and it's it's difficult and i mean they are trying to get something special set up for tomorrow evening virtually but even still that's it it doesn't do you know what it needs to do especially and and how do you even proceed with something like this it's it's so it's so crazy what happened yeah it's uh it's it's unthinkable and you know, like I, I know here, I mean, uh, the paramedic service, we're not taking family in the ambulance to the hospital. So it's, uh, it's like, say your goodbyes here. Right. And yeah, it's just a different world right now. And you know, you, you just have to, I guess, accept it and work with what you have. And, and I, I just, I try to remind myself all the time, you know, there's people that are way worse off than most of us, you know, and even in other countries, they don't have access to some of the healthcare we do and um you know you just try to make the most out of uh the situation and um to stay focused no it's it's 100 percent. i mean yesterday i actually because obviously delivering for praxair you know delivering medical yeah. gas and all that get good stuff i mean i had to drive out past everything yesterday and it was just it weighed on you because you see everything you see all the memorial set up you see everything and it's just it hits you because you it just happened and you're driving by a situation, you know, in a place where everything was just literally, you know, people's lives torn apart. And it's, you don't even know what to do, right? And you just yeah. drive and you think and you reflect and you thank your lucky stars, you know, that you're you're good and your family's good and you take care of everyone. And you really look at it, don't take a second for granted. 
because uh-huh. you, you know you absolutely have no idea when it's all done and you know always make sure you say when you leave the house as much even if you're in a fight with somebody your better half always make sure you say i love you because you never know and you never want the last thing you say to somebody to be venom filled or hate filled you know always try yeah. to leave on a good good term no 100 percent. so and i mean uh you know for for you i mean being a first responder it definitely had to hit home you know double take you know it's a situation where a normal person would get upset, but you dealing, you know, in the community yourself, in the, the field you deal in, you know, it just, it had to crush you. And I, I couldn't even imagine thinking about it. Well, what, what burns me the most is, is the deceit and, and that was, and then the thought that was put into it. Like, I, I don't want to talk too much about this asshole, but nope. the, um, sorry, mom, I swore on a broadcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, people, people trust, uh, police paramedics and firefighters they try and so like to think that somebody would be that deceitful to you know you you go running into someone's arms when you're scared the police right or the paramedics or a nurse or a firefighter or a doctor and and to think that you know the level of, of evil and deceit that was formulated and carried out um i'm hoping something to the effect of you know the, the provincial emergency you know the little buzz you get on your phone when a child goes missing or is abducted that we can have something like that for cases like that just to warn people because not everyone's on twitter you know not everybody has computers like my dad doesn't even have the internet well he has the internet but you know no uh, i know computers and things you know what i mean uh the, the old school way so um yeah it's just a, it's a shame no they definitely um i know that we have it here they used it for covid a couple of weeks ago um and there was discussion on using it for this situation but I guess it didn't get out in time. I don't, I don't know the exact no. details, but it is something that as soon as a situation like that starts or is active, it should be out there to everyone so everybody knows and what's happening and what's going on. So that way, you know, you can use a judgment call. Okay, I'm not going uh-huh. out in the community. I'm not leaving my home or maybe I will leave the area or whatever, right? But at least then uh-huh. you know. But like you said, you know, I was checking it up on Twitter. But I know my grandfather at home didn't know anything about wow. it until it hit the news, right? So, you know, it's no, a little bit sure. different. So, no, I agree with what you're saying. But you know what? Let's not pay him any more respects or any more no. talking time. Um, you know, I, I'm fairly blown away by everyone that, um, you know, has reached out. And, and just have, you look at Twitter, you look at all the good things, you know, you, and you try to focus on the good things at these times. And there are ways people are trying to come together and... and try to comfort the ones that have lost someone or are affected by this so let's focus on the Absolutely. positive and, and keep going in the positive lights 100 <clears throat> percent. so like i was saying a couple of moments ago you were an absolute animal um you got that gear on you're on the elliptical so what sparked you to do that and do you love the fact that everybody is just giving you the gear it's like i checked the comments i'm like these guys are idiots I mean, not one of these guys would probably jump off the couch and even get on an elliptical, let alone chirp you for doing it in gear. So, I mean, I think they need to put uh, down okay. the bag of chips. Uh, if they want to come over and try, I mean, they can give them my address. It's, um, you know, I mean, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why. I mean, um, my wife and I were in California, and before we went out there, we kind of had a feeling everything was going to be shut down. And, you know, I did my ceremonious uh, last skate at the MasterCard Center, and then. Uh, I was trying to, to think, I'm like, geez, I should, um, you know, I had a couple of things at home here, but I have access to so many gyms that I, I actually don't have a lot of 
exercise equipment at home. So when we were out West, I ordered the Airdyne bike and I've used them before and they're, uh, they're pretty unforgiving uh, when you get on them. <laughs> and I, I started to formulate, I'm like, okay, there's no way. Cause I don't know how long, you know, the gyms and the rinks and everything are going to be closed. I, I made a pact with myself. I said, I am not getting behind because of this. Um, you know, I think as an athlete, you work so hard to get to a certain level and I'm like, I'm not letting this get the better of me. So, uh, you know, Amazon came through and I, I had that thing delivered. It actually came on the, uh, it came on the anniversary of my mom's passing when we got home. So that was kind of like, you know, it was kind of fun. And I actually put it together without swearing once. Um, my <laughs> wife was pretty amazed. Uh, yeah. And, and then I was like, okay, how, how can I mimic, how can I best mimic skating? Well, you know, some people might say rollerblades or running up a hill or, you know, um, doing a thousand squats. And when you get on the airdyne, I figured I'd throw my equipment on and my rationale for it was there's nothing like moving in hockey equipment or, you know, football gear if you're a football guy. And I thought if I can get on this thing in my gear, it's going to simulate the heat build up because as the weather gets warmer, as it's starting to now, you start to feel it a little more in the rinks. You start to feel that humidity, the warmth, um, and also the movement in the gear, although it's not a skating motion, you know, you're gunning with your legs, you're pulling with your arms, and, you know, it's kind of an all-out type of exercise. So, yeah, it is what it is. It's working for me, and uh, like I said, if anyone wants to come try it, they... Uh, <laughs> They can have it a go. I, I can put all kinds of different settings on there for you too. So <laughs> just max it out for those ones that come over that think they can chirp and get her done. Just max it out. Well, your shift should no not be any longer than forty seconds, so there's really no need to go over forty. But um, it's working for me, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, somebody else thinks it might work for them. Give it a go. But um, at the end of the day, you know, there's no right way. I, a friend of mine said, he put a post on Instagram, he's like, there's no right way to get through this right now. There's no nope. magic recipe really for anybody. Like, everyone's in this. Like, we're all in it together. Everyone's got their, their things you're dealing with. So, all right, no excuses. Let's find a, a, find a way to get the job done and, and be happy and, you know, Well, you know, I look at it for myself, and I I felt pretty selfish, you know. I was pretty down in the dumps about it, you know. It sucks not being able to do things you normally would do, but then it was put in perspective by me, not only by the situation we just talked about, but my daughter, who's seven, and you you don't really think about the fact that they go to school and how much social interaction they have and, you know, how tightly knit they are. She's in cheer and all this other stuff, right? You You don't realize how much that means to them. And you're, right. you're looking at it like yourself and you're, you're kind of pissing and moaning because you're, you know, you can't go chill with the buddies or whatever and, and go shoot the ball around or go do this or do that. But you look at her who's seven and it's her whole world, right? Yeah, at, least, exactly. at least as an adult, for myself, I have the opportunity to go to work. I have plenty of people I can talk to on the run of a day. But for her, it's, it's home and FaceTime or whatever she can do with her friends, you know, Zoom or whatever. So you, you look at it and you're like, okay, am I complaining because I'm just a big baby? And I, I got plenty of things that I can do, you know, and then you look at it and say, yeah, yeah, I really am. And like you said about the workout stuff, there's so many things you can do around the house, too, to get through this. I mean, you yeah. know, most of us have a house that has a flight of stairs. 
and running up and down the stairs. You know, I'm lucky enough where I have a treadmill and weights down in the basement, so hit those a little bit more, and I should hit them a little bit more than I'm than I am. But I mean, we also have a uh, a gravel path in the backyard going right to the shop. It's a pretty long one, so I mean, if you start digging in and running back and forth across the yard and that, the legs will get a little burn on with them too. And you know, there's just so many different things that you can you can definitely do. And I mean, even if you look online, you know, fill up a milk jug full of sand or rocks or whatever, and get two of them and just lift them left and right, and away you go. hundred percent. And you know, you have to look at it. You're like everyone's in the same boat, so everyone's going to be hurting when they get back to, you know, the regular swing of things, whether you're, you know, a weekend warrior or, you know, you're a pro athlete, everyone's going to feel some degree of, you know, lung burning. But uh, if you can try to mitigate that by being proactive and coming up with things and, and, you know, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm doing something that looks silly or people think's funny. I really don't care because at the end of the day, I'm, you know, you're trying to achieve a goal and, and get results, and if that works, then that's cool by me. So You know what? So many people, when they start doing things, they get made fun of or they look at it like it's weird or you shouldn't be doing it that way, and then all of a sudden it becomes the new norm. So, I mean, working out in gear should not be a problem. It should be pretty much the new norm. Like you said, it mimics the heat. It mimics a lot of different things that you'd be doing on the ice. So why wouldn't you do it is the question. But, you know, maybe somebody just didn't think of it. Or maybe somebody was going to try it and just didn't have the cojones to put it online. And you did, and now you're going to be the one setting the trail. You know what I mean? So look, look out for look out for Kevin Porter training videos in the near future. <laughs> As if there aren't enough of those. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm a firefighter. That's my full-time career. Yep. We train quite often. We train in gear. We train on air, right, with positive pressure air flowing in, you know, flowing in your lungs. So for me to get on that and give her, you know, it, you know it's, it is what it is. You just you do it and, uh, you know, you play some metal and uh, – some dropkick Murphys and some Metallica and you know, just get to work and have some fun. So um, if, if you're not having fun, then you're not doing it for the right reason. That's it right there, 100%. Right. I got I to ask you, obviously, so. you're itching to get back on the ice. You're itching, and obviously we know <laughs> that a lot of people are itching for the NHL to come back, and now we're hearing a whole bunch of different scenarios of how that can happen. Being a first responder and being out you know, in the community with this COVID break going on right now, I'm wondering for you, what is your ideal scenario? A lot of people say that, hey, just come back with no fans and we'll love it. A lot of people say on the other side, hey, don't come back until it's absolutely you know, 100% flat. And then there's now this growing group kind of in the middle of those two that says they want it to come back, but they want it to come back only if there's a rapid response test that able is able-bodied to test not only athletes and celebrities, but test everyone, so that way we can move on and move forward with this. I'm wondering what camp you fall into, and I'd love to hear it. Obviously, being a first responder, you have a valid opinion. I have mixed emotions. Um, well, the, you know, like the, the competitive guy and the fan in me and the, and the athlete, we want sports back just like everybody but you know then i i sit back in the, the medical side of my brain you know being a paramedic and a firefighter and seeing the thing de- dealing with some of the things i've dealt with the past few weeks and it's like you know life is worth so much more than sports there's a lot more to it and, and everyone's seeing that and realizing that now if they hadn't already and um 
I don't know, you know, the rapid test, uh, like how long will that take, right? Like, do you... There's do one that said the whole... uh, it's about 15 minutes to get a result back. Yeah. So, you know, how fast can we institute these things? How, you know, and then there's the accuracy of it. Um, you know, and if, if the swab test isn't done correctly, like it's got to go way back, the back of your nasal pharynx. If it isn't done uh, correctly, you know, there's been false readings as well. So, you know... It's a real fine line. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess could you have fans every fourth or fifth row? How do you funnel them in the arena? How do you funnel them out during intermission? How do you create lines in bathrooms at concession stands? How do you, you know? Like, how do you do all that? I mean, you take a twenty thousand seat arena and put ten thousand people in. You put five thousand. Who gets tickets? Who doesn't? How much are tickets? is a hockey ticket now a thousand bucks like 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 there's a lot of things i think to think about um in, in the you know the logistics of how they would do it um i'd be interested to know but at the end of the day i just want everyone to be safe you know that's that's i think the main goal in all this yeah for me i, I fell into the camp so far of if, if you have a test that is accurate and rapid response then and it's readily available for everyone then that would be the ideal situation obviously if you don't have a vaccine ready yet which they don't um they uh-huh. said you know maybe earliest is 2022 before they have a proper vaccine for it um you know the thing for me is exactly what you said i err on the side of i'd rather everyone be safe and everybody be okay and then there's people that say okay so just do it with no fans do it in you know, a remote location, bringing all the teams and do it that way. And the argument I have for that is, and no one seems to disagree with me on it, is you're bringing those teams in, they have to stay in hotels, which means you, A, have to staff the hotel, you have to bring in cooks, you have to bring in athletic therapists, you have to bring in coaching staff, you have to bring in transportation for them, you have to do all of this other stuff, not to mention you have to supply these now hotels, which are going to be bringing in workers from other places in the city, so there's no possible way that you can guarantee that it's going to be safe because you're going to have to constantly keep everything stocked. And what do you do with a team when they're eliminated? Do they stay because they have to, or do they go? You know, and yeah, do they go out? So the, to me, there's just too many variables. Yeah, it's it's such a multifaceted answer response. You know, and then you look at, I mean, I don't know how. And, insurance like how does that all work with the teams and and that's something i haven't quite figured out yet but like what are the insurance ramifications if something horrible happened right so yeah i just you know i just focus on the now i mean i i would say the guy is focus on your training and then be ready yeah and then you know whoever's making those decisions hopefully they're well thought out and educated and and practical and you know medic you know backed up by by medical science and and we go and you know sports is it's such an emotional part of our life too like i was watching some old games the other day and it just it brings brings back so many memories and you want that but at the same time it's like all right we also have to survive as a as a community and as a nation and you know countries and um yeah it's gonna be uh interesting to see what happens well you know i look at it like this in, in here in Canada, it seems like we, we understand 
that you need to keep it locked down to a certain degree and you need to make sure that you flatten the curve and do everything right. The problem I have is if you look across the border into the states, they seem to have a different scope on it and how they want to deal with it. And it's more almost money first before anything else. And the thing that made me laugh the hardest, and I don't mean laugh, I just it's like I can't believe you do that kind of laugh, is you deem companies like the WWE and the UFC essential services in Florida so they can go on and, and you know, do their shows and do whatever they need to do. Then you turn around and say, okay, we're going to build a, a bringing back the economy task force, but we're not going to put any health people on it. We're not going to put any doctors on it, nothing. But we are going to bring in Vince McMahon and Dana White, and they're going to help steer this thing. And you're like, is this real? Is this really real right now? Is this how you're choosing to handle it? And you look over on our side of things, the way that we do things here in Canada, and it just seems completely different. And I'm wondering, you know, just just that alone, if that's going to be a hitch in the giddy-up of getting things going with any sports, because the way that we're handling it seems to be, no, we're going to wait until this thing is pretty much dead in the water before we let anybody go anywhere. Yeah, well, again, I mean... You know, a lot of our economy depends on what happens in, in the U.S. And uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard them talking about some neutral sites, like, for games and things. But like we talked before, you know, the, just the logistics of everything um, would be pretty interesting. I mean, if you could social distance on the ice, you could do, like, one-on-one, <laughs> two-on-two, yeah. three-on-three, you know. Uh, you know, that would never happen, of course. But no. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting phenomenon what we're going through right now, and and even like back in the early two thousands when I worked through SARS, you know, it wasn't even nearly as crazy as this when I start to think about it now. No, so. I, I was in Ontario because I was born in Ontario and I lived there until two thousand and three, and I remember when SARS went through, um, you know. I was on a bus and someone coughed and the entire bus cleared out. The driver got off. They shut the bus <laughs> off and another bus came, you know, right. and picked you up and you can you resume from there. And the person who coughed wasn't allowed on the bus, you know. Did they burn just, the other bus? Did they light the other one on fire? No, it just got picked they up by a tow off. truck and towed away. It's all I know. <laughs> yeah, they take it and clean it. You know, they just got rid of it. But, I mean, that was the extent of that. It was nothing to what we see right now where, you know, it's absolutely like right now I'm sitting doing this show in my truck, in the parking lot of Dalhousie University in Halifax, and is absolutely a ghost town when usually there wouldn't be a spot to be had. So it just shows you where it's at. And this, I'm in the uh, the research wing of the university where it's usually jam packed, and they're all they're doing all kinds of different experiments and tests and all that good stuff. There's nobody here. It's quiet. It's absolutely silent, which is an eerie feeling. It's like a ghost town. Oh, it's crazy. We. Uh... We drove around UCLA when we were we were out there, and there was nobody. Like it was just ghost town. Um, they, they they seem to have been doing it right in California. People were really adhering to you know the whole stay at home thing. And when did you when did you walks. go down to California? Uh, we were out there. We were back on the twenty seventh of March. Uh, we were out there for a medical reason uh, for my wife. Okay, um, but. Uh, yeah, so if it wasn't for that, we would have, you know, most definitely been at home. But, uh, you know, luckily for us, we were in a house. Um, we had lots of space. You know, we didn't have to be around anybody. And um, they, they seem to be handling it out there quite well. And, uh, you know, 
they're, they're doing a good job out there, I think. I'll tell you, I was in Tampa the first week of March, and it was literally, um, you know, basically I called the last week the world was normal. We went to two Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning games. We went deep sea fishing. We did we did the whole nines. We went to a Blue Jay game in Dunedin, the whole nines. But down there, you didn't hear, I didn't hear a lick of it. You didn't hear anything about COVID. Nobody was talking about it. It wasn't on the radio. It wasn't being talked about amongst people, you know. We asked people that we would go, and like, even when we went uh, deep sea fishing, we were asking them what they thought about it, and they're like, ah, oh, it'll pass in a week or two. And, you know, they weren't giving it any mind. And meanwhile, back home here, my wife and my, my brother-in-law's wife, they're both messaging, and, hey, make sure you're washing your hands. Don't look any doorknobs. Don't do anything stupid. You know, make yeah. sure you're watching out. But when we were in Florida, I'm not kidding you, it wasn't even a, a topic. And, I mean, we were packed in the MLA arena, and, you know, what, 20,000 people shoulder to shoulder and that was a week before everything got shut down yeah you know it was I think, nuts I think the scary thing with this is I mean you could be um, you could have it and unbeknownst to you you know you're spreading it you that's the scariest thing a lot of signs and symptoms um, but this could also be a good test drive for there's some other pretty nasty uh, nasty things out there that could come our way at some point in the future as well and I think maybe it's a bit of an awakening to be prepared as far as, you know, uh, PPE and planning, um, emergency measures, all kinds of things. Because I'll tell you, I work for three emergency services and have a lot of friends who are in emergency management. And this stuff, you have to be ready for it. You can't, you can't try to play catch up with it. You no, know? And that, that, um, that seems like what everybody was trying to do is catch up to it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it isn't... Uh, when you try to play catch up with anything in life, it usually doesn't work out in your favor. So, you know, um, like the spin bike, get ahead of the curve a bit, try to do more than you maybe have to. Um, and you might fare out okay. Right. So hopefully this is just a good test drive for everybody. And, and, you know, God forbid that anything else happens down the road. Um, we'll have some, some good plans in place to be able to tackle it. Well, I mean, I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan, but you sound like you're echoing exactly what he's saying. You know, it's a it's a test drive to make sure that everything, you know, people staying inside, people listening to national orders, you know, on all these different little levels that you need to do. And it, for the most part, it seems like people understand it. But for if you look online, and I've been trying to stay away from Twitter, except if I'm posting something or if I just want to, you know, quickly scroll and see what the news is on hockey. But you see all these protesters in the States, and even here in Canada, you know, trying to protest to stay home order. And it's like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. You know, and for me, I, I say it like this. Maybe for some people, it's almost like it's out of mind, out of sight, out of mind, because it's not affecting them directly. But as soon right. as it hits home, as soon as someone you know or your loved one gets sick with it, I guarantee you your mindset will change and you'll no longer be an arsehole in the street. You'll no longer be yelling at nurses and, and being foolish. Because I think yeah. it has to, sometimes for some people, it has to hit home. It has to be almost touchable and real for them to believe it. And I see it for a lot of people, even people I work with, who won't put a mask on or anything. Oh, no, it's just media hype, media hype. It's like, no, nah, man, trust me, it's not media hype, dude. I deliver to the hospitals every day. It's not media hype. No, for sure. And, yeah, you're seeing it, too, because you're, you're right there as well. So, yeah. I just, I just don't get it, and, you know, and that's why I keep telling, you know, my better half and the kids at home, you know, just focus on the positives, do all the fun things that you can do around here, around the house, or whatever you want to do, and same thing, you know, doing podcasts and stuff like that, it's a break for people, right, it's just something to talk and 
shoot the shit and have a little fun and just drum up a little bit of whatever for whether it's hockey, whether it's talking about you on the air dime, whether it's talking about going on a trip, doesn't matter. It's just a break for people to talk and have some fun. Absolutely. 100%. So for you, what's the uh, what's the weekend holding? Anything fun? Uh, the weekend. Let's see. Uh, I'm off today. I came off shift this morning, and I work paramedic tomorrow, and then I'm back in fire hall Saturday for 24, and then I'm off Sunday, and probably work Monday. I think I work Monday. I have to check my black book. <laughs> um, yeah, and just, yeah, just, you know, basically, you know, going to work, staying safe, um, coming home, eating. Um, I was supposed to, we'll see if this still happens, but I was asked to go to Russia for a tryout camp, um, in April. That's now been postponed until June and it's kind of still tentative because of the, uh, the whole COVID thing. So, um, that may be a possibility, but we're going to have to see how everything plays out. Is there and, a team uh, attached to that or just a general tryout? Uh, it's it's actually it's a VHL camp. Uh, it's a trial camp for – they're looking for guys for the VHL. Um, so fingers and toes crossed that, uh, you know, we get a bit of a, a chokehold on that and it's something I'm looking at doing in June, so – trying to get prepared for that and uh that could very well be my first time on the ice <laughs> so in two well, months let's hope that things calm down and get better so you can get on the ice just before you go that way you're not just like you know a deer on ice jumping on and but i mean i'm, I'm pretty sure that everybody would be that way unless you have some sort of you know ice facility at your house if you got that kind of money i i do not <laughs> so i do not have the ice facility um, there was one for sale up in Georgetown for about $7 million, uh, that just sold. Oh, geez, that's um, pocket change for everybody. Too bad, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but, but like I said, it is what it is, and, and if it can happen, that's great. If if not, if it gets pushed back again, that, that is what it is. And like I said, everyone would just be in the same boat. Oh, yeah. And you just, uh, you know, just take care of business when you can, and no, we'll so, be rooting for you on that one. I, hey, if that happens, shoot me a DM and we'll make sure that we uh, maybe get something in while you're over there just for fun. Oh, 100%. Well, if the, yeah, if there's connectivity, I guess. it's uh, That's true. Just just outside of Moscow, an hour. Um, you brushing up on your Russia already, or Russian already or what? Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got no, that it, down pretty well. You know, it's, it's pretty wild. You, you travel like... Um, even in Sweden right now, a bunch of guys are skating, and I, I know some guys over there. They're like, "Oh, if you want to come to Sweden and skate," uh, and then, to be honest, I mean, depending on how long this goes, I just may take somebody up on their offer. Um, but then you have to worry about the 14-day quarantine when you come home as well, if that's still in effect, right? So, yes, there there's some options out there. I, I, I guess if you wanted to take advantage of it, but um, whether it would be the right thing to do now, I I, I don't know, and and those are kind of the things that have to be ironed out um, in order for that to happen. So, like I said, I'm just going to train, have fun with it, be ready. If I get the green light, no pressure, go and, and have fun and, and see what happens. No, man, that'd be wicked. And like I said, we'd uh, 
we either do something there or on the tail end of it and just hype it up because yeah man watching you do the videos and everything like that like i said one of the hardest working guys i know i'll put you right in the same category as kevin hart and the rock you're always grinding you've always found something some way to keep it going and keep it moving so it's always awesome to talk to you and i want to give you and i'm sure everybody who's listening wants to give you a huge thank you for everything you do with the firefighting be a paramedic first responder you know without you guys a lot of us you know probably wouldn't be here wouldn't be safe so i want to say stay safe to you and your family i want to thank you very much for coming on and again thank you so very much for all you do buddy 100 you uh you be safe out there and wash your hands off into your elbow and uh yeah we'll talk soon not a worry buddy well thank you very much again we'll talk in a little bit okay take care thanks And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. That is Kevin Porter coming to you. He is a first responder in the paramedic field, also as a firefighter, and he takes care of the ins and the outs of everything that we need right now during the COVID situation. So do him a favor. Be sure you're coughing into your elbow. Be sure you're sanitizing and washing your hands. All right, guys, this is Offside for today. We will come at you again very soon. (music) 